Blog Talk Radio. A civil unrest like this, there are three types of people in the streets. There are the protesters, there are the rioters, and there are the looters. The protesters are there because they actually care about what is happening in the community. They want to raise their voices, and they are there strictly to protest. You have the rioters who are angry, who are anarchists, who really just want to fuck shit up, and that's what they're going to do regardless. And then you have the looters. And the looters almost exclusively are just there to do that, to loot. Now, people are like, well, what did you gain? Well, what did you get from looting? I think that as long as we're focusing on the what, we're not focusing on the why. And that's my issue with that. As long as we're focusing on what they're doing, we're not focusing on why they're doing. And some people are like, well, those aren't people who are legitimately angry about what's happening. Those are people who just want to get stuff. Okay, well then... Let's go with that. Let's say that's what it is. Let's ask ourselves why in this country in 2020, the financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt and flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it. That they are so hopeless that getting that necklace, getting that TV, getting that change, getting that bed, getting that phone, whatever it is they're going to get is that in that moment when the riots happen and if they present an opportunity of looting, that's their only opportunity to get it. Why are people that poor? Why are people that broke? Why are people that that food insecure, that clothing insecure, that they feel like they're only shot, that they are shooting their shot by walking through a broken glass window to get what they need? Let me explain to you something about economics in America. We must never forget that economics was the reason that black people were brought to this country. We came to do the agricultural work in the south and the textile work in the north. Do you understand that? Now, if I right now decided that I wanted to play Monopoly with you, and for 400 rounds of playing Monopoly, I didn't allow you to have any money, I didn't allow you to have anything on the board, I didn't allow for you to have anything, and then we played another 50 rounds of Monopoly, and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of Monopoly was taken from you. That was Tulsa, that was Rosewood, There are pla- those are places where we built black economic wealth, where we were self-sufficient, where we owned our stores where we owned our property and they burned them to the ground. They burn your games. They burn your cars. They burn your monopoly money. How can you win? You can't win. The game is sick. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There's a social contract that we all have, that if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa 
and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood, and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. A civil unrest like this, there are three type of people in the streets. There are the protesters, there are the... Wow. I love it, but I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna make you sit through it again. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk About It. <clears throat> it's a show where Shock and I host every Tuesday, where we just talk about issues. It's really, I like to affectionately call it a rap session. It's an opportunity just to not be so damn formal and to really discuss what's going on in the streets from the people's perspective, from how we see it. There's no political correctness to this thing. It just really is how it affects us. And this is what this platform is all about. And I couldn't have a better um, co-host, a better person to help kick this off than a brother like Shaka. He hasn't come in quite yet. Very busy man. But uh, a brother like Shaka, because any any one of us who knows my brother Shaka, knows that my brother Shaka is not one to bite his tongue. So he happened to be out there like he does, like we we do. He happened to be out there. Fortunately, for me, because you know, I I really get off on that type of thing. Uh, he was not much. Like it was, you know, he was a uh, disaster journalist for CNN or something. But being in the thick of it means being in the midst of it when it's going down and allowing a cool head to prevail in the actions that you take. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get it exactly what all of that uh, means in a little bit. But they did it again. First of all, I got my man shot. Wukusu, brother. Hey, Wukusu, I'm having a little feed problem, so remind me if, if it breaks up a little bit, but Wukusu. Okay, I just, you know, the people know and, and, and acknowledging. Going into a little bit of what happened in Atlanta with the uprising, but before we go into the uprising, let's talk about it a little Rashad Brooks, Rashad Brooks. I'm trying to announce all these brothers Islamics between these. I tell me, brother, I'm a, I'm a Hyde and Rashad. Very, it was all the same. But like, what the hell? We're not over the summer of George Floyd, and we're faced with something else of. The, the, I mean, you know, listen, I'm an old fighter, and it stinks of retaliatory action. It stinks of a screw your protest, screw what you think, this is how it's going down. You know, this is not just about, we have to understand that we are entering into things, this is where political education on certain aspects are necessary, because we're entering into a thing called fascism. We're entering into a police state where the police itself start to become its own entity. Where the civilians, even the politicians, start to become frightened of the police. And I think that this is was a case of screw the masses of people, we still will kill you. 
We don't care right. anything about that. You talk about defunding us. You talk about taking away our authority and our power. This is our response to that. We don't bow under pressure. I think one of America's philosophies is we don't negotiate with terrorists. We don't bow under pressure. Screw you. This is what, I mean, this is what it stinks of. What you would think after everything that has taken place, not just the inhumane treatment of George Floyd, not just the straight devilment, which is their nature, which only attests to their nature. But you would think after being that blatant about how evil they are, they would at least attempt to put on Mr. Smiley face. That they would attempt to at least start to handle situations in the best police ethics ever. They would handle everything with velvet gloves. To have a murder of a black man unarmed again, and I don't know all the specifics, and Shaka, you can help us with that. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he shot in the back or something? Yeah, the brother was shot three times in the back. As he was three times in the back. Police. Coming in, you you sounding a little low, brother. Oh, I, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Because it's really cracked up over here. Okay, I can hear you. All right, they said uh, they shot the brother three times in the back as he was fleeing the police. See, see, you you wouldn't think they would be caught with their pants down like that, but it's to the point where they could care less. We have to understand when we say that we've waged and we talk about these things, then there's going to be reciprocation. There's going to be retaliatory actions. There's going to be a yang to a yin type of thing. And I believe that this is what that was. I believe this is their response to our reaction to the murder of George Floyd. Now, with that being said, and Shaka, you out there, and and I'm going to go to you. Um, The response to this, do you think it was more the same? Do you think that it was uh, measured? Do you think it was necessary? Is this, you know, what do you think about it? Not just the response to it, the whole thing of them killing someone. What do you think about all this? How crazy is that? I mean, personally, like, well, let's just start on the pig side. It was crazy. You know, um, I want to remind people that it wasn't just the brother Rashad that got shot that night. They shot two other men here in Atlanta. I think they killed another one and wounded another one all within the same two hours span. So let's be very wow. clear about it. It was, a, it was a retaliatory action. And in the West Coast, the next morning or that day, they found two men hanging from a tree. And I think there's a third one since then. So let's, mm-hmm. let's not play games. This is definitely the fascist power structure putting their foot down to say, look, man, we don't care what y'all say. We in charge. And this is how we right. show it. You know what I mean? For sure. But as far as the response of the people, I don't think it's the same hands up, you know, don't shoot. You know, you'll hear the slogans, and I've been to the protests, but these 17 days here in Atlanta, and I don't live nowhere else, but in Atlanta, these 17 days have not been business as usual. You know, mm-hmm. the masses have taken to the streets. They are closing things down, shutting things down, putting pressure on them. They went to City Hall. Hell, some of them was headed towards the mayor's house, and so I think they got stopped on the highway. Like, people are not <laughs> just sitting around taking it anymore. Right, you know? right. So, definitely, the response is on a whole other level, you know. And I, there are a lot of people who will say, well, I ain't trying to march. 
or I ain't trying to be, I ain't standing around yelling hands up, whatever, whatever. Man, look, it's one thing to stand idly on the side behind a barricade and yell hands up, can't breathe. It's another thing to stop the highway, which is the flow of traffic, which is the commerce, the, the heartline of the country, or the this, this city. It's another thing to go and shut down corridors and then chant what you got to chant. I mean, I love yeah. it. Honestly, I think that the people are responding in the proper manner and all powers of the people, man. Keep it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree. You know, I, I think we get in the mindset and we forget that when we talk about revolution or when we talk about the people being tired of their, their certain circumstances, uh, their current circumstances, that we are talking about just that, the everyday masses of people. Everybody's not a soldier. Everybody's not a killer. We've been doing with this talking. I'm done with I appreciate if you got up there and you was like, I'm so upset about this. And I'm not a killer, but I'm so upset about this. I'm going to disrupt the flow of life. Business is not going to be conducted as normal. Then you have to appreciate that effort because that's the masses speaking up in unison like, yo. Now, I guess this could segue into your life because not everybody's cut from that claw that says, looking for that type of confrontation. I'm looking for the confrontation that could cause me my life or cause me to take a life. Every black person is saying that they're ready for that. But what, what, what I, you know, and I didn't have the opportunity to see a lot of Let's discuss about that is though for the brothers and sisters who said that that's the who say that this is what we're about, we're about this life. Why are we, you know, still feeling um, the, so much pressure from actions without any sense of defense? And I'm not, listen, these programs are so hard to have. You, you don't want to get, you don't want people to misconstrue your words. I'm not advocating senseless and reckless violence against any living being, against an animal. I don't advocate that type of thing. But what I am saying is this. I do believe in nature. I do believe in every being's inalienable right to existence. That's even a tree. I don't believe that you should cut down a tree necessarily. So with that being said, I believe in the the, the law of nature and the first law of nature, self-preservation. So I I went all, I said all that to say that I believe black people should fend themselves to the very damn end, whatever that end may right. be. As long as the outcome is you walking away from it, you can fight for your damn life. As long as whatever, by any means, as long as that outcome is you walk away breathing. Not hollering you can't breathe. Not hollering I don't have no weapons. I don't have anything. Listen, I want to go about my life. I want to be productive. Member of the life. And I don't need to be hindered and stopped or in threat of that, period. And I'm going to let me threat that. So that being said, I say that without people who uh, say that this is what they're moving for, this is what they're about, I really haven't seen, I don't even want to say a large showing, I really haven't seen an influential showing. Right. What you, what you think about that? I mean, it, what you're saying is dead right. I mean, let's just, let's talk about it. Let's be real. You know? Yeah. It's one. It's one thing to to say, okay. But yeah, let me use history. History best best rewards all research. I want to use the deacons for defense. You know, 
For those that don't know, the Deacons of Defense was an armed group of brothers, mostly Korean veterans, who lived in the South during the Civil Rights. They didn't really agree with Martin Luther King's philosophy of nonviolence, but they did agree that it was their duty to protect not only their community, but to protect the rights of those who wanted to be nonviolent, mm-hmm. from those who, who sought to prey on the nonviolent people. And now we're talking about marches from Selma to here and there, where they were on the highway, and there were snipers picking off marches from the bushes. The brothers would go out and create perimeters around the marches. We, and they never got no fame. You never heard from mm-hmm. them. You never saw them until years later. I don't see that presence now. I don't see that presence that would make an armed enemy think twice about encroaching on innocent black men, women, and children. But I right. know that we have that. I keep seeing the advocation of that, but I don't see it manifesting. And that's, to me, that's a problem because that's a piece that we need. Just like we need every other piece, we need that piece front and present. Big time. Big time. You need that, especially if you're going to act as a deterrent, a deterrent. Right. You need that piece. Like you said, you need that piece big. You need that piece super tough, you know. But I'm, I, I'd question the same. Hey, Shaka, I was wondering where uh, the people who that was their creed and their motto, where they were in that time. And I think, too, I'm not even going to say so much that anyone was scared. I'm not going to say that. I think we'll say this, though. I think they're confused. I think when you get into that creed and your mantra, excuse me, and that's your motto, and it really is just a black inversion of military policies and shit. You know, you're really just a, uh, it's neo-colonialism and military clothes. Basically, you're a black G.I. nigga, brother, sister, sorry, I'm, I'm getting too comfortable. Uh, you know, then you you really, the, 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 with the military, though, and this is why I tell those brothers, come, I've had military experience today, and all of that is beautiful. I'm not boo-booing on that, especially when it's put in the proper perspective of, using it to train those brothers and sisters that are defense-oriented. But I'm saying this. When you right, think right. that that's the sum total, you don't understand that the military aspect of the United States, like the military in any country, is not the political arm of it. They're not taught really to think but to follow orders. So mm-hmm. I think that those brothers and sisters that came out of the military that subscribed to this so-called military understanding, that's the black army, and modeling this our so-called army or trying to build an army that resembles in structure, in cadence, in orders, and everything that of a imperialist uh, uh, army or the colonizing army or this white man's army. Where you fail that is the white man's army has a white man's government to give it instructions. Now, when we need you, since we don't have a standing government and since all you know how to do is be a soldier and not a thinker. You're standing still. Mm. I don't think you know what the hell to do. I don't think it's because you're scared of other sisters. I think y'all real, real with uh, guns. All right. Oh, let me go ahead and say, Shaka may, 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 may have a different being. Maybe <laughs> may feel contrary. What's up, man? No, I mean, I, 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 I ain't going to lie. I agree. My thing is this, man. I, I'm going to bring the stats to the people, the actual factual stats. Because I've, I've got yeah. people doing the research. I'm doing the research. Beyond that day, mind you, the protests in Atlanta – have only been going on for 17 to 19 days, right? Mm-hmm. But in in the last week, or really since the young man was shot, it was Friday night. I, I showed up 10 minutes after he was shot. 
from then to today, 28 Atlanta police officers have resigned from the Atlanta Police Department. 28. Wow. Wow. Have have turned in their shield. Now that's what now I want to show you what the power of people are. That's what people were yelling. If you don't agree with this, you got two positions. They told the black cops out there, either turn in these crooked white cops. Three, three positions. Turn in the crooked white cops. Beat they ass. That's the other one. Whip they dog ass. Or turn your badge in and stop being a puppet. Twenty-eight Atlanta police people have turned in their badges and quit. That's movement. And I'm, I'm, on, and I'm, I'm not being cynical, but guess what? It, it happened from people who were yelling, hands up, can't breathe, test mm-hmm. locking off streets, laying in the road. You know, some of them tearing some shit up. Some of them out there, why are we tearing our own thing up? All of that stuff was taking place. They didn't have guns. They didn't have all. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm not advocate for self-defense, but I want to show the power of just regular old protest. Now, if we can get them to shift, in my mind, if I were the head of a black army, this would be the time that I would go into the communities that used to have those 28 police guarding them. Now I would hit the streets with my soldiers, and we would implement a people's police department. I would get together with the community. I would talk with the community, build with the community, say, hey, you're going to start seeing us kind of rolling around your community. We'll be armed, but we're not here for anything else than to serve the people. This is the time to implement that black self-determination that we are always talking about on a real-time, actual level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know what, I, wanna, I agree. I want to see that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that, you know, but that's what I was going back to. I, that's from a people who have, first of all, an agenda. You know, when we say we're self-determinists, we really mean that. We want to be free and independent in every every means way possible from the ability right. just to do for self, you know, in our speech, actions, and everything. <clears throat> I don't know if – I think that there's more neocolonialism. I think that there's more black face in the right place uh, and more Negroes that are, are, are really what we used to call back in the day Oreos. I don't know if y'all remember that. The Oreo cookie, the black <laughs> yeah. one outside, white on this type thing. Yeah, so that there's more of that going on than even the Oreo him, him or herself recognizes. What I think you see right. in a lot of these so-called defense groups and a lot of these so-called uh, uh, gun clubs and a lot of these so-called survivalist groups are really nature lovers, black nature lovers, and black enthusiasts. And, and, and I think really also too uh-huh. Exactly, exactly And another thing from a lot of black and people I, What I noticed out there oh, My bad, we break it up so I, I can't hear when you stop, I'm sorry to cut you off Finish up, please Oh, okay, I, I'm sorry because you're chopping up So excuse me if I cut in Um, What I saw on the ground A lot of people Were out there emotionally charged Right After police, we tired of this Whoop the whoop the whoop. But when the when the tear gas went off and the flashbang started going off, the same people who were yelling, We tired of this, were saying, No, no, wait, 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 don't do that. You know, you was telling the police to get out of the community and then when the pressure got on and it got real thick, these same people were like, Wait a minute, don't do this. Whoa, stop right there. See, a lot of our people, man, we still have an invested faith. We hope we want it to work. 
we, we, we mad that it ain't working, but we really want it to work. We really hope that it, it works, and we hold on to that faith, and that's what stops self-determination because you're really a reformist, like an ultra-reformist. You don't see it, mm-hmm. but you are a reformist. You, you just mad that it ain't working right now, so you, you want it to go, but you really don't know what to put in place. You really don't understand that, how to make it work for you. Yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the question. I think we want freedom. I think we, you and I were talking about it earlier. We got battered wasted. You know? Right. We, 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 want, we want freedom. We want independence. We want brutality to stop. What's this going to do? Where's this going to go? You know, and I think that that is more of a real attitude than we like to admit. I think we hide it all the rhetoric and the bio and stuff. You know, but I, I think we really are fearful of acknowledging who we are and practicing self-determination for ourselves without trying to uh, distance ourselves from the African experience. What I mean is whenever we talk about freedom, we always holler about how us as New Africans, black people in America, don't understand the concept of freedom. And freedom to us, in my opinion, of course, has become synonymous with cultural appropriation. You ain't free because you don't know what it's like to be free in Africa. You can't say freedom is white. You don't know what it's free right, right. because you don't have no natural, natural, natural foods. I'm not even going natural because I can't say natural. So if I'm saying natural, then my involvement, my growth came from the shores of here. So certain things here that even my continents, my diet is particular to, I was molded from the shores of North America. But I don't want to get into that. If I don't, right. uh, you know, if I don't embrace a particular region of America, I'm the diet language, then I don't, I'm not free. I call that freedom, I call it cultural creation. In fact, if I was one of those people, I would look at you in two ways. Either I'd be disgusted with you and insulted for your trying to be me and not being yourself, or I'd make you a pet. Clown. Right. At times, you just have a laugh. Yes, this is how we do in my country. And you eating exactly goat ass. You know what I'm saying? For a laugh. <laughs> because this is, this is how far we as a people go the effort to distance ourselves from our reality as New Africans. And and here it is, and this is goes back to the protest. This is what we see happening. Like you said, right. we still hide under these words, these illusions, but at the end of the day, we're really just radical reformists. We're battered wise. We're really begging like, please tighten up. Please stop killing up, man. Damn, we can't breathe. We set our hands in there. We don't want to tear this shit. Please, please, please. You know, what did the battered wife say? Oh, he a good dude for real. He was just mad. He having off. Sometimes my mouth do get. Sometimes I do be talking too much. You know how I get, girl. You know what I'm saying? Well, all right. while, the family telling you, get away from that nut. That fool's going to beat you to death. And that's what they're doing to us, beating us to death. And when we turn around and tell the world, tell other black people, you know, the white man, he ain't that. We did make some strides. We, we, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, they, 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 they. and I'm not saying that that isn't good. That's necessary. We find the solution in that. If we find the healing in there saying, okay, you know what? We're not 
going to choke you to death to find another way to kill your black ass. We'll get rid of the choke, right. probably. So we'll just find another way to kill your black ass. I won't choke you out. I was tired anyway. Find another way to do it. I'll make you eat pepper spray, pepper spray until you can't breathe. So, you know, man, listen, don't let me get on that. <laughs> no, I feel but I, 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 no, <laughs> I mean, but, but you, you know, but really, bro, I mean, it's really, what, what you're saying is so real, you know, and um, we just got to start admitting it, man. It's nothing wrong with admitting that we don't know what to do with the next step because we've never been here before. And I want to make that clear, man. Like, a lot of these groups out here got to get over the fear of saying, you know what, we don't know what to do with the next step. We we thought it was like this, but it's like that because revolution is an ever-changing fire. It doesn't have a set direction. You know, when you're on that battlefield, man, it changes like that, and you got to be able to change with it. You know what I mean? And I, I think we really got to understand that. I, I agree with that. You know, listen, let me sit down, man. You always talk that. about it with, uh, yeah, you always talk about it with Brother, with brother yeah. yeah, with Brother Yang and Chaka, man. We're just talking about the latest of what's going on. The latest in the protest and the uprising. Chaka um, had did a live. I know that it, it, I don't know if, you know, I'll be over sensationalizing if I was saying that it was controversial, but it was hot. You know, it, 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 it's ruffled some tail feathers. It stirred some people, but I think stirred them in the right direction because if anything, it made them do self-analysis, critical self-criticism, which is super important. You can't, there's no success if you don't look back. And nobody said that be, oh, I should have did whiny, whiny, fool. And bad with yourself and beating yourself up and coming down on yourself. Only at the end of the day or whenever time of the day, even after that action, looking back and say, hey, did I do my best? Did not only I come out, you know, feel good and, and built up, but the people who were on my team, did they come out successful, prosperous, looking good? Is their character the better for having been with me? Just those type of things that we do. You know, did right. I say some shit? Could I have said this better? Could I have done this? Could I have taken that route? Maybe I know next Self-criticism, self-analysis. And we don't do it. And like Shaka said, would say, hey, next we don't know what the next move is or what it looks like. But one thing we better damn sure come up with is, and I think we're doing, and this is, I know this is the seed of revolution because no organization can do this. You know, we always talk about the unity. We talk about these things. But one of the things all this has shown us across class lines, across uh, education levels, across any of that, it has shown us the position Black man, black woman in America, the sentiment towards the black man and the black woman in America, and that no other time in history, not going to say that, that would be a bold Let me say in my time, right, right. 46 years on this, this spaceship called Earth, um, have I witnessed across all lines, religious, theological differences, ideological differences, economic differences and separations, education, all of that, have black people come together and said, man, it must stop. We recognize that this is happening to us because of that. Now I think making solutions that are um, digestible for black people in the beginning, and that will always be nationalism. Simply says, 
think black first. That's it. Accountable markets. Right. What does that mean? Do black businesses. Well, Yanga, there's not no black businesses. Okay. Got that. There's something to do. There's something to do. If I want to go to the movies, there's no black movie theater. There's no magic theater in place. I'm going to go to a movie theater closer to my neighborhood. Why? Because I know that black people. See what I'm saying? It's sad we have to get to the level, but at the very least, we have to begin to say, okay, you know what? They employ, they employ black people. You know? Right. So we have to support the, even at that very basic process, that's black nationalism. It's not black nationalism. is about finding the common ground on everything. Even when it seems like you have nothing in common with this other sister standing across from you. I'm sitting here looking at, you know, a poison animal eater, white man worshiper. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got nothing in common. Bloody pork and a white man. You know, nothing in common. But he and I, we think. But he and I feel our pain and our struggle on being black and targeted. Then we can, we need to unify on that. If nothing else. And it's easy to do. They say, oh, man, how are you going to unify on that? Don't the protest prove that that can be done? And injustice to a people speaks across any social, cultural barriers. When you know you're being targeted for being black, you're going to look at other people that look for, and logical people, rational people, sane people, not only look for, but look out for people that they know that are being targeted for no other reason that uh, they share similarity, and our similarity happens to be that we're black. Right. Well, you know. So, you, you know, know, we don't want to dis... Go ahead, brother. Oh, I was just saying, one thing I want us to do, and I'm going to turn it over to you to turn it over to the people, we got we to gotta change things we say, you know. Like, we say self-defense. I think a lot of us are sliding behind defense and survival instead of progress and improvement. Marcus Garvey yeah. named it the United Negro Improvement Association. That's a mm-hmm. forward-moving word. You know, when you say well, we, we're here for survival, we're here for defense, we've gotten to this mind state that we're just going to get prepared and we're going to wait until the white man comes here, until you see the whites of their eyes, then we're going to move. No, mm-hmm. like, we got to get out of that mind state. We we have to be in a, a mind state of we want control now. So we're going to aggressively yeah. move towards that control. We're not going to mm-hmm. wait for them to encroach the area. We're going to move out past the borderline and encroach their area. You know, we're going to move on their stuff and get our stuff yeah. back. That's how we got to start thinking. Well, it, you know what, what, what's happening is that the reality, the dream has been changed. And then again, let me back too, man. You're listening to Let's Talk About It, Yang and Shaka. If you want to jump in this conversation, just one, we'll recognize you. It's open forum. You can run with us. It's no problem. One, though, I think that a lot of people's illusion had been shattered. And, I, you know, I really think that a lot of people now are waking up to the fact of what it means to be black in America. There is no black in America could mean a death sentence. You, you with a certain we are trying to bring out being black in America comes with a death sentence. 
there's this one sister that did this, uh, no, this young man. He did this thing on, uh, is it, it's YouTube, about what his mama told him to be, how she told him to be a black man in America. And it is sad. He said, yeah, mama taught me how to be a black man. Someone where that saying about oh, he ain't shit. He's sorry as hell. My sister say that. It didn't start out as a term of degradation. It didn't start out as something to belittle the white man. What I told is when the white man came around, when the slave master came around, and he saw a promising young buck, he saw this dude was strapping, strong looking, and he'd look at him, and the mama or the wife or somebody would see him looking at him, be like, oh, He's sorry. Oh, he laid. He no count. He just ain't no good. In an effort to really save him from being either sold off, worked to death, or their family being broken apart. Unfortunately right. for us, that has become a part of our social, cultural, but uh, um, what do you call that when somebody ends up like a, uh, I don't want to say a fairy tale, but a saying. And we don't know where that saying really came from, so it just, we adapted it, and it Became like a meaning to it all. Oh, he ain't shit. He ain't no count. He just. Right, but right. there really was a thing for that. And so, with 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 our movement, with Black nationalism, um, over here in the revolution over here, it's almost like, what does it mean to be? Uh, what does it mean to be? What does this freedom mean to us? I guess what I'm trying to say. And we have to make sure we don't allow people since everyone can make the claim that we don't know what freedom is. And I would agree. Oh, you've never been free. You don't know what freedom is. And I would agree with them. Okay, I don't know what freedom is, but I damn sure know what freedom isn't. I know right, what right. freedom is not. And I know how I'm living now is not free. So if I don't know what freedom is, let's start by eliminating the thing I know what freedom is not. And maybe we'll arrive at what freedom is. You know what I'm saying? But I know one thing I do know is me running for this dilemma, trying to find my identity in other than uh, my reality is going to be a financial for No knock on the religions, no knock on the people, but all this, you know, we go to this mode, we Hebrew, we And so, so we have divorced ourselves. We had denied a ma'afa. We denied a transatlantic slave trade. Right. You know what I'm saying? We are everything but this wonderful phenomena that came out of a horrible experience. And I, for one, once we embrace that as a real part of our existence, and again, the fight uh, to be our identity, we will not just our nationality mode and shape, but 
beneficial for us because every people do it. Right. The place that really woke my eyes about my minister of justice, man, may any lady want to let her on. May God give you for the highest book of Wonderful sister, wonderful sister. And we was taking me through New York. And um, we went through China. And Shaka, you from a lot. Right. We rode China down the little part of our boxing blocks. You talk about nationalism. First thing they hit me was no English. No English. And all everything in China. Second day was there was no. The, the the portion I'm going through is maybe it's somewhere different. Take them up there. There was no fast Wasn't no Kentucky Fried Chicken. Wasn't no McDonald's. Wasn't no. It was Chinese restaurants. Right. I didn't see Recognizing the fact that we are black and we have a shared common struggle with a shared common oppression. That even though his institution is eroding, he can write laws for reform, he can write laws of inclusion, but he will never erase his or her feelings. It won't in the fabric of America is racism and a white superiority complex white entitlement and white privilege. It's interwoven in the fabric of America. So no matter how many laws he writes his feelings are not going to change. So until we understand that and stop complaining about boys, I think that we have to begin to ask ourselves we complaining about how this Caucasian feels about us, how this devil feels about us. Yes, complaining about the treatment. But you know what to do when somebody mistreats you. Don't act like you don't. And just went through your whole life. I hope not. I pray not. If you have, please. Public service announcement. Seek professional help. If you have been through your whole life, you're still being abused. You're still being forced to live a lifestyle that's beneficial psychologically, physically. Please seek help and get out of that relationship. So the black man and woman here in America in that type of relationship with white America, and we, you know, we still allow the mistreatment to take place still allow our oppressor to do what they do to us. And we still say, hey, stop, stop, stop. Please, please, please. You at this after some point in time, you do what you do, and not only you have to be like that wife. If right now that battered wife can't get out of the 
situation physically. She begins to create some pressures that make that Negro sleep with one eye open. Will this be an Al Grits Green situation? Should I eat this? It might be glass in this damn food. She turning her back on you in the bedroom. You better not roll over and try to crawl up on bed on uh, show love and you've been abusing and beating this woman. The black man and woman have to be like the same thing. Don't think you're going to roll over and get some lovey dovey cozy oozy woozy from me and you kill me. Don't think that I'm going to continue to work your jobs and be complacent with just working your jobs. If, any, if nothing else, this should motivate us towards self-determination. This should be an eye-opener that you are not accepted. Nationalism, the only solution to it. Not cultural appropriation, not cultural nationalism, not even Afrocentricitism. Uh, now, I would even say, I'm sorry, I would even say not even Afrocentricism to the degree that. Okay, uh, Brother Shock, I know you're about to text me. Well, hit one so I know what number you're on, brother. And when I say Afrocentricism, I do acknowledge that I'm African. He said, I do acknowledge that I'm African. I do acknowledge that Africa is a very large part of who I am, where I came from, and what makes me. Genetically, therefore, if it's genetic, then it's genetic memory, or even some of my diets and some of my diets are going to be South Africa. I acknowledge that. But when you say to make it the primary center focus of my thinking to the extent that I don't acknowledge in what's happening to me now, not just physically, but psychologically, I think I do more harm. I believe that it is more harmful for the psyche of the black man and the black woman here in America. Because then what you do is you pretend that these, it's like getting high. It's what they, the, the, they tell the uh, addict, get right. forget his problem. Once you come down from the high, the problem is there, it's not exacerbated. There may be even more, now there's more problems. You got the problem of addiction. What is your money? You're looking at your funny. You're just a whole ton of other things that come with your trying to escape the problem. And this is what happens when we get into, and you're talking to one that tried cultural appropriation. I belong to probably one of the strictest Islamic understandings that they have out there and did the whole everything. Not saying right. that Islam, I'm saying the un, thinking that Arab culture was synonymous with Islam. I appropriated their culture even to the extent leaving alone uh, a black or a new African or a black African-American's diet. I hardly ate huh. chicken and mashed potatoes and stuff. No, I was eating couscous. Roti. You laughed because you were caught up in it too, bro. I, I think I, I was caught up too. <laughs> sit, sitting at the, sitting at the uh, 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 Naida. With, sitting at the hey, man. With me, brother. Who you talking about? Shopping downtown would only would go downtown. I would only buy Pakistani style clothing. You see, so as when you talk to 
about the black no brother Muslim. You, you, you didn't want to hear the real. So, and we, and this is just not knocking the Muslim. Muslim. But what I'm saying is, this is for all cultural purposes. Muslim, because that's what I identify with you. Hebrew, black Hebrews, you Moors, you uh, uh, whatevers, anything but New African. Right, right. You anything but New African. So when we do it like this, the protest, this is why they say reactionary. This is why they say reactionary. After the reaction, you know what I'm saying, what they call a knee-jerk reaction. Right. If someone startles you and you punch them, oh man, that's a reaction. And sometimes people be like, man, you know what, you what, don't care me or whatever. But if you hit him twice, if you hit him with a two piece and a biscuit, you fight That's right. So we, they response, black people are dying. They're saying they're going to see. Was that a move? Is this a move towards revolution or is mad? This is what we think about the whole thing. What are you going to do next? And if we don't, if we allow people to come and to tell us it's just about human rights and it's about every other right, you got the LGBT community, these people and that people telling you what it's about, I'm not saying they can't protest because. I don't even have their agenda. What I'm saying is, where is your agenda? See, I don't get mad at nobody for having their shit together. Why would we put this right. on the agenda? How you mad at somebody because they got their shit together? Why are yours ain't They know what they want. Oh, come on, brother. Talk to me. I don't They know what mouth. they want. Yeah. What, what do you want? What do you want? You know? And I just want to say something, Who? man. Like, Talk to me. Reaction, reactionary is. We can't. We throw that word around a lot. Yeah. Reactionary is like the brother said, is when you respond, but you have no further response. Now you're just responding because I hit you. You ain't trying to yeah. do nothing else. You know what I mean? Reactionary yeah. is when people go out and they protest or they stand up. That's responding. It's not reactionary. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're responding to the situation accordingly. Sometimes yeah. I, I I feel sometimes. We're not responding accordingly because we don't tear shit up. But hey, but still, it's a response. It's not a reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 nowhere in this struggle is there room to criticize or beat down the response of the people. Like when did we start doing this? When people move, you you just reactionary. That's just yeah. reactionary shit. So we both do just get killed and just accept it until we're perfectly right, you know. Until you know we we until we got all our chips in the row. Now now mm-hmm. we can go move. But meanwhile, we done lost a hundred thousand people. Man, you know what you know. If talking could be black, our problem is like you said, these cats is reactionary. This and that. these new booties, and I'm gonna call you new booties. You know, you get your little. I, first of all, I do applaud your, your, your political education. I'm not going to call that little. Your, your right. studies. But when you make your speeches, I'm going to call those little. You make your little speeches. You learn the word yesterday. You learn reactionaries. It's just agent. When people, you throw these words out to 
disguise or the masquerade or throw people off your weakness, your 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 uh, impotence, your inability to act. It's not that everybody's just being reactionary. You're inactive. That's what the that's what the question is. Let's be real about it. You're inactive. You don't have no reaction. Nigga. You're dead. Right. You don't have no. You don't have a pulse. You're knocking people who are reacting. Even if it exactly. was reactionary, which I'm like you, first of all, any action must be a reaction to a transgression. That's the first exactly. thing. I, I agree with you. People throw that word reactionary, but reactionary is like you said. You're, there's an action and there's no follow through. Even a fight starts with a reaction. Somebody hits you, your reaction is to hit back and a follow through. That's the fight. You know. Um, right so, so. What 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 I what what I see a lot of times is brothers and sisters masquerading their inactivity, their inability, from even behind political jargon, behind terminology. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? When it should just go to the fact, if, if you're a black gun enthusiast, that is not a problem. Or a black survivalist or whatever. Yeah. Survivalist. A black black uh, farmer, uh, black agriculturalist. Right. But don't translate that as revolutionary. A revolutionary is those things. Revolutionary in itself, revolution in itself is revolution in itself is a title. Not only am I a black nationalist, and you got cultural black nationalists. You got Revolutionary black nationalists. You got revolutionary black nationalists. So that is an ideology or ideology in itself. When I'm telling our black survivalists, black gun enthusiasts, black uh, enthusiasts, stop masquerading that as revolution and just say those are, as either those are hobbies or cultural aspects of black life that can be accepted or not accepted. It, it doesn't go in and out of a revolutionary bracket. If you eat beef, it don't make you less revolutionary. If you eat pork, it don't make you less revolutionary than the brother or sister don't eat the poison animal. I would say don't eat the poison animal, but if yeah. you eat it, I ain't going to you off your revolution. Uh, I mean, Bobby Sill had a, what is it, Bobby's Barbecue? I mean, they tore some pork up. Bobby and you being yeah. there. We can't deny who they are. We can't deny what they are and what they've done for us. You know? Right. I mean, a lot of it, too, is just, you know, we have to get to the point. And I'm really directing this at, at the brother leadership. The brothers who are the leaders, who are the speakers in our movement. We have to stop being petty little boys and be men. There's room in the room for plenty of men. But there's no room in the room for little boys. Yeah. Little boys who get mad when you think somebody is playing with your toy or somebody's taking the, the light off of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, I was trained and I was educated by watching a lot of people. People like, not just Khalid, we use Khalid's name a lot, but people like the late Chairman Ringer, you know, the late Sonny Abubadika Carson, Viola mm-hmm. Plummer, who was still mm-hmm. with us, and many others, Pam African, all of them. And one thing I learned from watching these people as a young man is that if they weren't already there, when they heard about it, they were on the way there. 
right yeah. away. They were they were all if they couldn't get there, they were calling and sending somebody there. And I used to question like why is it important for us to be everywhere every time? You know, that's a lot. They was like, No, it's important because the people the people rose up. Your job as the revolutionary now is not supposed to lead the people like they don't know what they're doing, but you are the influencer to make sure that that message goes the way it's supposed to go. That's your job. You know what I mean? So, like, we have to, man, because if not, you think gentrification is, is something. Well, imperialism creeps in in many forms and fashions. Those same hippie white kids today, they haven't lived long enough to understand white supremacy and how it has allotted a position of power for them. So they don't know that this world is set up for them to be in charge. So they're willing to work with you right now. But once they learn the benefit of their white skin, if you haven't already placed yourself in power, black man and woman, they will then flip and seek the power which has been laid out for them to inherit. That's mm-hmm. why it's imperative that we fill every little gap whenever we get a chance. Yeah. That's why. That eventually, um, no one else will fill them in. You know, like you said, you like, uh, they Right. about dignity, about what we're fighting about now, but a lot of important 
slide then. You had the threat of it going another direction. When you had the threat of Malcolm, when you had the threat of uh, the Nation of Islam and uh, 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 the Brother Cook, uh, you know what I'm talking about, the organization. But when you had these militant organizations, that was an alternative to Dr. King thing. You were saying, okay, we can show them some integrity, and but it's more than just treating them like a man. If we start showing integrity and building and doing like they did for themselves, like in Tulsa, we're going to lose them again. So we have to allow them we have to take integration to the next step, or we must push integration. They're pushing for dignity and human rights. And take it with the integration struggle. And they interjected white folks in there and they interjected uh, and they got to our Dr. King and went from human rights to integration. What I would, I have to say, and I know people are going to disagree with our dear brother Huey Newton, that even though it was never verbally said, but in, in programs and action, the Black Panther Party was black nationalists. Third Development Black Panther was black nationalists. Their program directed towards black people. They were geared for self-determination of black people to make themselves sufficient and independent from an oppressive state rule. So it was very black nationalist in its inception. But like anything that we do, anything that begins to elevate us and start to look like it's going to empower us and separate us and get on our own two feet, I would even say, I would dare say, that they don't consciously interject with first intention, with bad intentions or uh, bad planning or the purposely undertaking, of course. They don't jump into that. They jump into the white entitlement and white privilege. They feel like they know better. They know what's best for the state. They don't hear like they tell you, you don't think you have to do too much right now. Baby steps. No, I follow the opinion of France for no. Who said you can't tell a man or a woman how to fight for the independence of freedom? You can't, you should be so audacious to tell a oppressed people how to damn fight for their freedom. How much time should take? What they should accept as progress? The arrogance. But this is white people for you. And this is what they do. This is what happened or, or uh, attempting to happen now with this statement that the world is saying, and I don't, there again, I don't have a problem with the world making that statement. I think any decent human being should make that statement. What we saw happen to George Floyd is wrong. But black people, if you are a decent human being, it's a concern. So I don't have a problem with the various groups speak against the ugliness that America Betraying to the world that America is finally taking up a mask shown for what she really is. I don't have a problem with the people rising up and saying, hey, we have a damn, there's an issue with that. What you have a problem with is our silence on the matter. Our inability or unwillingness to be vocal and to really get out there and to wave our arms and shout and scream agenda. What is our agenda? Okay, let me get my brother back on. 
Hey, I'm a let y'all know I'm, I'm live on the scene. I'm down here at the, at Wendy's at the sign Ground Zero. What's happening? Is still people like milling around? Is it cooled out? Yeah, people look. Nah, they still here. They kind of milling around. I think more of the focus is on right now the brother, you know, showing tribute to the brother, and really the follow up with the community is what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, people talking to one another, things of that nature. Well, well they have listeners, if if we have any of our uh, so-called uh, revolutionary Now's the time to be announced talking to the people. Make sure the people are Right. Like, know. come on, this is the time. Right. Come on down now. If you're not already here, because I'm just pulling up, but if you're not already here, come lend some assistance. Come build with the people. Talk to the people. Find out what the people really want and how the people really feel. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just mm-hmm. chalk them off as reactionary. Come on down and feel their pain. And let's now, we, the revolutionaries, this is the part where we step in and we give direction and solution and black liberation to black people. Yeah. This is the This is where we're beginning to see the deficiencies in our organizations and the lack of political ed- education as the direction that we as an organization and a movement should be going in. I don't think I honestly would go back and I stick to that 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 statement. I don't think a lot of groups know what to do. I don't think they know what to hey, do. How you doing, fam? Right. You know, I think I, that it's, I agree. it's an indictment towards. Yeah, it's hard to get down there and look at people who are upset, frustrated, angry, uh, and confused right now, wondering where we're gonna go, and you have to patches. Some symbols of direction and hope, and you don't know what to say to the people. You should to the revolution. They are the ones who push themselves to the revolution. They can be jarring. That can be depressing, right. and I think that they're avoiding it. And I think also, I, I, I want to principally, principally as a revolutionary, give shout outs. I'm not going to call it formation, but you know who you are. Two formations did show up. One that night, Saturday, after, you know, I had left, they showed up. That's peace. And the next day, another formation showed up and, you know, got busy. So let's keep that kind of pressure up, y'all, because this is the part that we always fail. We talk about each other. We bash each other. But we don't seize the moment to really organize our people. But now's that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now's that moment to be, out, you know, to be out there with it, to be them, to be it is not about elitism. It's not about our own select little group, our own people that we're, we're personally looking out for the fact that we pay powers to the people and that we're in love with black people and it's for the edification and the investment of black people. And, now and let I'm, me tell you, man, I'm sorry, I can hardly hear you, but I hope I'm not cutting you off. But what no, I ahead, see bro. here, man, as I'm walking up right now, coming to Down University, headed towards Pryor, the people are gathered in the middle of the street. They got cars surrounding them. You know, it's really the people from the hood, man. It's those everyday lumpy proletariat that's out here. You know, they celebrating the man's life. They chopping it up, and they enjoying their blackness. You know what I mean? 
And it's beautiful what I'm seeing right now. Because I guarantee you, there's tribes out here that don't usually get along, but they're kicking it together right now for one common cause. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know, and this is what I'm Yo, talking it, about. This is this is the people power we have. You know, after this show, I'm going to take it to the live so that it can be seen. And hopefully, brother, I can bring you in on the live and let the people actually see what I see and hear what I hear. You know, but it's a beautiful thing. I'm just walking up on it, and I can feel the energy already. Right on. Because well, actually we went over a few minutes, and I appreciate you taking that opportunity. And it is time to bring it to a wrap. Once again, man, I appreciate everybody letting us into this Tuesday. Spend some time with us. Uh, let's talk about it with your brother Yang and your brother Shaka Shakur. Check us out next Tuesday. After go check my brother's live. You know what I'm saying? It don't stop. Go to live and see what my brother Shaka is talking about. Batman, talk to you later. Okutu, wake up, clean up, and stay. You don't know. I'm going to do the yellow. Eric Garner. Anger here in New York City over police officers firing 50 rounds into a car in Queens. An unarmed Sean Bell was celebrating his bachelor party with friends in a... To Kentucky, where we're...